It is so well defined what we have to do today. We gotta go to work. We gotta do that. All right, offense. All right, everyone. It is time for another NFL in London podcast. Although this time, uh, Callum Squires is joining us again. Nice to have you back, Callum. Thanks, man. Great to be back. Really uh, nice to we haven't talked since the uh, lockdown. How you been since lockdown? Yeah, a bit of a crazy year, all things considered, obviously. Um, you can't really see being locked in your house in inner city London coming, really, can you? And then, uh, I, well, I, that's how I live my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, li- I literally live a lock-in life. Uh, um, but you uh, you live with your family? Yeah, still at home with my family. Let's be closer. Uh, but you, you got engaged, too? Yeah, did get engaged. Uh, my fiance is uh, currently living in Las Vegas. Um, so, yeah, Are you going to move to Vegas then? That appears to be the trajectory, yes. So you um, now have to go from being a Dolphins fan to a Raiders fan? Well, yeah, it's interesting because obviously the Dolphins-Raiders game last season gave us the Fitzmagic helmet, mm-hmm. face mask penalty, incredible win for us. So I don't know that the Dolphins are particularly popular in Vegas right now as I know that ended their playoff dreams. Um, yeah. But no, I'm excited. I mean, I, I, I like the look of the stadium. I'm, I'm really hoping to be able to get into a get into some games in Las Vegas. I guess, well, Vegas has hemorrhaged jobs and people since the pandemic as well. So it's it's hard with anything in Vegas trying to build a team. You know, I think the Golden Knights have sort of tried. I know people that yeah. live there, but it's hard when you... Because it's a lot of tourists that go to that city. Yeah, I, know. I mean, I've heard the Knights are really, really popular and doing really well. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, the Raiders... It's obviously, it's difficult because you're not, you know, you weren't created in Vegas. You've obviously moved there for the market and so on. Um, but, you know, I, th- I think I think sports are built to succeed in Vegas. And, you know, UFC's obviously done incredible there. And obviously this tonight, yeah, uh, you know, McGregor and Poirier again. Um, and I, I do think that the Raiders will be successful there. It's just, where, well, I think the business will be. Whether or not the team will be is probably up to, uh, you know, John Gruden and, and those guys. We'll, uh, we'll have to wait and see if Derek Carr sorts himself out or not. Yeah, I mean, Carr is sort of that X factor there. I mean, he's the one saying he wants Devontae Adams to come down. He wants to change everything. But who wants to go? Who's going to move a team to go to Derek Carr? You know? Yeah, it's not. It's not. You're not moving to join the MVP. And if you're Devontae Adams, why are you leaving potentially the MVP quarterback of the Green Bay Packers um, to go and play with Derek Carr? It it doesn't feel like an upwards move. No. And I I think this is almost, with Gruden's temper, I think this is almost sort of the last chance for Carr. If if you don't do anything this year, we're going to have to look at making a change here. And, and, you know, Carr obviously would love to dump him for Rodgers or something like that, I'm sure, (laughs) if he could. Uh, now we get the London games coming this year. Uh, your team, the Battle of Florida. Your team, yeah. the Dolphins, are playing. Where are you going to be in the world when that happens? I'm hoping. I'm, I'm hoping in the stadium. Um, yeah. I, I think realistically, in terms of potentially me moving to Vegas, I, I don't know that I'll be out there by October. So I'm hoping to uh, to get some tickets for that uh, and be in in the stadium to see to see Tua versus uh, Trevor, which is potentially a really exciting matchup. Really, um, I think that both teams are on the up. Um, I haven't been quite this positive about the Dolphins in a while, um, slash ever, really. Um, and I cannot wait to see what happens with the Jaguars. I think they have so much potential, and whether you love him or hate him, Urban Meyer is must-see, and to an extent so is Tebow, if he makes the team. Um, yeah. And I, 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 I very much hope he does for the storylines that will come with that. Um, so no, I think I think it's a really I think it's the much better of the two matchups. You really think Tebow is going to actually have any? Because I mean, even Myers now sort of like not even really talking about Tebow or even acknowledging that maybe it's a PR stunt. I mean, he's selling jerseys, which exactly, helps, yeah. but you know, it's better than him playing probably. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that I can sit here and say that he'll definitely make the team. I would just like him to do so. Um, you, it, it'd be interesting. You kind of can see an argument that 
if you have another tight end who's marginally better but isn't named Tim Tebow, is it not worth keeping Tim Tebow for all that comes with Tim Tebow over the slightly better player? And obviously, if there's a huge gap in talent, you can't justify that decision. But the, as you said, you know the highest selling jerseys on, on NFL Shop and so on, Tebow, Tebow, Tebow. So business-wise, is it not ingenious? Not that the Khans who run the Jaguars need the money, but is it not a good strategy to keep him around, especially if the guys like him? Well, I mean, he, he satisfies the religious right. You know, he, <laughs> he, he, he hits the Bible belt. Uh, conservatism doesn't matter. He, we got God on our side. We got Tebow. Um, so, I mean, that sort of helps. In terms of the Dolphins, though, I mean, I was a big fan of Fitz and yeah. Magic and what he did last year. And, I, you know, and then, of course, they bring into it. I thought it was a wrong decision because I thought he's playing well. The team is behind him. He's firing balls. And then you bring in... The little new guy yeah. who doesn't do as well. What did you think? Uh... Yeah, I, I thought it was strange to make the change when they made it because Fitz was doing well. There was a winning record, etc., etc. Um, I thought in the main Tua did well, but I think not that Tua could expect the same outcome as other quarterbacks. But you've seen what happens with quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes when they've had a whole season to sit and watch. And you know, if you draft the guy, I don't think you're that desperate immediately to say, you know, can he do it in a live game? Because you've drafted him, you clearly believe in him. Um, so I was confused at the timing of it. Um, and obviously slightly, dis you know, very disappointed to miss out on the playoffs, you know, on the last day. But, that, you know, that happens. Um, I don't know that we would have made any noise in the playoffs last season. But I think having revamped with the offseason, um, there's there's positivity this year. I'm sad that, that Fitz is gone. I, I, I did like Fitz a lot. Um, and unfortunately for him, I think he's in not a great situation uh, in Washington. Um, but yeah, I do feel I do feel that the addition of Waddle is huge. Um, I think he's got potential to, to potentially even be Offensive Rookie of the Year if things go his way, um, if he and Tua can get back on the same page they were at Bama. Um, and I, I, really, I really like the pickup of Will Fuller. Yeah, if he can stay healthy, he's shown that he can he can really be a weapon, and you know it gives me it gives me real you know hope and positivity going into the season. There's always good to have hope and positivity, although Will Fuller staying healthy for a season, I think yeah, he, that, he, that's a safe <laughs> bet to take that he will not stay healthy uh, for a whole season. When you're looking at Fitz, I mean, obviously the Bears we had a, you know we picked up Dandy Alton, yeah. and and the option to me is for one year one ten million, I would have rather had Fitz a hundred percent. Um, but you sort of wonder, you know, Fitz is, maybe he's just trying to play on every team now. Um, <laughs> sort of how that sort of team is going to gel together. The Dolphins, do you think that they're fully behind Tua this year and they're really committed to him? Yeah, I think you have to be. If you make the decision that you're willing to let Fitz go, I mean, I guess, you know, you would have to pay him significantly more to keep him. But if you if you make that decision um, to let him go, then you, you have to be in on Tua. You know, that this is not a team that's currently built to tank by any means. This is a team that's built to try and win. Flores' defense last year was superb. You yeah, know, the defense was fantastic, and really, it was, I would argue, a little bit of a lack of weapons and a little bit of poor execution in key moments that really stopped them from making it to the playoffs. Um, but with that kind of experience, you know, you don't you don't instantly all of a sudden become a Super Bowl winning team. You know, the Chiefs had heartbreaks and ups and downs, and the you know the Bucks have suffered for so long. Yeah, um, you know, so I, I, yeah, I, I feel I feel good about where Miami's headed. What about your running game? I really like Miles Gaskin. I, I was a huge person on the train of take a wide receiver early in the draft, which we did, which was good. I really, really, really wanted to try and get ETN or Najee Harris. I, and I know it's you know it's the sin of picking a running back in the first round, yeah. but I really wanted Najee Harris. I think it was 18 was yeah. the pick we had. I'm not surprised we didn't go that route, but 
I really did want Najee. I think he's going to be fantastic for the Steelers and maybe the best thing about that organisation this season. Um, I just, yeah, really would have liked to pick up a running back. But I do think that Miles Gaskin, at times, Salvan Ahmed did really good work for us. And so, you know, I, I, I think it's lacking and I think you're going to see us having to be a pass-first team because teams won't really fear the running game. You're not intimidating anyone with that run, no. yeah. But I think they'll do just about enough to keep us moving forward when we need. When when we need to get two yards, I'll just about trust Miles Gaskin to get two yards. Well, I think the, the big surprise, obviously, the amount of wins that Miami was able to pick up last year. A big surprise for everyone. We're getting to some of the uh, uh, NFL news around all the stuff going through the league. Uh, I guess you saw... We'll talk first. Uh, did you watch the the match at all? So not live, but quite a lot of the the post coverage. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. I, I was going posting it. I love it because I think when you have something happening before training camp, mm. there's a lot of psychology given away, and if you know how to read humans, you can sort of see what is going to happen. It's a great concept. Yeah, and I mean it's it's something you know celebrity golf is pro am has, has happened before, but I think the idea of of putting together. I mean, obviously. I think Phil Mickelson would have been a great replacement with Brooks Kepka because Kepka yeah. and Bryson DeChambeau yeah. have a problem. But it was interesting to see the digs between Aaron Rodgers yeah. and Tom Brady and the amount of swearing. Like, if you can yeah. see the delight, <laughs> as someone who works on TV, I'm watching this delay going, oh my God, Trucker about there and Rodgers is throwing it. Wait, what was your sort of takeaway from it? I, I thought it was, and this might this might be an unpopular thing to say in this studio, but I, I thought it was nice to see Rodgers with a smile on his face. It was. And clearly enjoying himself. Yeah. Um, I... I the toughest thing for me to understand in the last kind of two years of Tom Brady's existence is his pivoting from Iceman, nothing phases me, New England, no personality, which I absolutely hated, yeah. into kind of internet keyboard warrior, funny with his memes, sure. attempting to show a personality, Tom Brady, which I really want to dislike. Yeah, but he is slowly winning me over in a way that makes me feel really uncomfortable. Now, I will never cheer for him. Yeah. I will not cheer for the Bucks. But off the field, I have grown to enjoy Tom Brady way more than I ever thought I could. And this was kind of, you know, a follow-up on that, that they were trading barbs and, you know. Yeah. I mean, you see the great clip of them just, you know, flinging the football at each other one, yeah. one another and playing catch. And um, I think it's just a really, in- I, I agree with you, the psychology of it, very interesting. And, you know, when Brady's dropping things like, you know, I think he's the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, yeah. you know, or stuff like that, you know, it's... Uh, it's a great conversation starter, and I'm I'm, I'm really happy he did it because yeah. it'd be easy to pull out and say, you know, with everything going on, and maybe it isn't with the contracts, but it'd be easy to say, you know, I don't want to talk about Green Bay, but he was he was fairly open with it. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's quite telling, you know, when you talk about the whole Brady thing, and Ryan and I sort of touched on it before, is that when you have Brady under the Patriots organization, Robert Kraft, you know, who keeps information like the CIA, because obviously he's a nefarious bad guy. When you've got parents like that, yeah. and you have to obey the rules and play with the house, and then you move to the Glazers, who are like, yeah, go have fun, Tom. We want you to have fun. And that's what he's doing. He's throw, getting drunk, throwing the trophy. I think, as for me, when you sort of go, when you watch Brady, TB12, the TB12 diet robotic must win for Patriots. Now it's just like, yeah, I'm in Florida, bitches. And to me, the big thing about this, and there, I was talking with someone about the match, is the psychology behind the actual the player. You look at Brady, who's, who's playing against Rodgers. What has Brady done? He left a dynasty team to go to a new franchise to start all over again. Where is Aaron Rodgers? Stuck in a dynasty team looking to transition. But, but 
But are they a dynasty with only one tra- one championship? Well, I think the, the franchise. I mean, I know what you mean by the franchise. He's the MVP. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's yeah, the MVP, yeah. and and to me, this was a, a basically his coming out. I think you know these moves. They're never subtle moves. This is chess moves done by agents and done by everything, and Rogers and doing everything you know with Jeopardy. This is to me his divorce. This is the goodbye. You know, you can't go back to it's. And again. Getting back to Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers are owned by the fans, yeah. right? It's one thing to tell Jerry Jones to f you, yeah. and I'm gonna get the. It's another thing to tell the people of Green Bay and and that screw you or I'm waiting for the contract. To me, it's an insult to the people of Green Bay because they own the team. So watching the match and watching this to me was a great signal. He is done. <laughs> this is over. I was gonna ask, yeah, is there any chance that your personal uh, feelings might be involved? for the Bears? No. Look, I. It's, to me, it's it's what you do to the fans, right? Yeah. No matter what you have, no matter what happens, you still have to come back to those fans and win them back over. Do you do you, do you genuinely feel like most Packers fans have lost their patience with Rodgers, or do you feel like most Packers fans are frustrated with the front office and very much on Rodgers' side? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, keeping up with the news and friends in Green Bay, I think a lot of people it it went from frustration with management. To now pissed off at Rodgers. Okay. Because what he's been doing over the summer... It's one thing to go... You know, he's like... Playing club. Oh, I guess we'll all just have to wait and see. Yeah. You know? And he's got this smile between his teeth. And I think the idea of him sort of... He's always had this sort of celebrity wannabe yeah. anyway. Yeah. That these kind of events... If you really wanted to not... Fo- if you wanted to focus on coming back... You know, going with your MVP status... And, and doing something dem- demonstrative... You would think about the fans and what you're going to do. Doing these kind of things just pisses the fans off, and it's, it's really hard to win them back. I, I don't disagree with that logic. I just can't see how. I just can't see how they can make a deal that works. He retires. You think, he gets, so you think the retirement is more likely than? I would else. say personally, I think that where he's got now is he retires. Okay. He jumps into the broadcast booth. Yeah. He makes a million and a half yeah, an yeah, episode, yeah. more than, than more than Romo. Yeah, yeah. And week six, when some quarterback goes down. And some owner looks and goes, we have to leverage the farm here. Then what do you do? We throw buckets of money at Aaron Rodgers, who's just sitting there. (laughs) It's all good. (laughs) To me, because going back to Green Bay, I mean, what what do you think? You think he's going to go back to Green Bay? I mean, yeah, to be honest. (laughs) That's kind of been where my head's at, really. I, I I don't think he is happy with just one championship. I think that's a big thing in his head. Well, Brady wasn't happy with six. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think there's a huge difference between one and six. I think that, yeah, I, th- I, th- I don't think he's happy with one, and I think he, I think he felt like they could have done it last year and maybe should have done it last year if not for the game-changing plays being the long touchdown to Scotty Miller right before halftime, and then obviously not ki- not going for it and kicking the field goal instead. Um, that kind of cost them a chance to, to beat the Bucks there. Um, I. I, yeah, I just I, I don't see retirement based on how how well he was playing, um, and I don't buy the Broncos as a trade partner. I, I I know Elway would love to get him and and those people over there in Denver, but I I don't see what they can offer the Packers. It you know if you're the Green Bay Packers GM, Gutekunst, right? Gut cut, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah got, got, got cut. Yeah, yeah. it's if got you're, something a gut if, if you're if you're him and you're cut trying cut. to explain to the people of Green Bay, like you said, that you've traded away the MVP for Drew Locke and a couple of draft picks, I just don't see that. No, I I, I get that. Um, I, I think you know the the Denver thing is almost like the here's the girlfriend we okay, could have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But they could leverage a lot, you know? And you also remember how old you know, Rogers, what, 36? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, it's not like, you know, he he does, he, you know, he does have a few more years on him. He's had an offensive line. He doesn't yeah. throw the too many interceptions. But at the same time, you know, he is a bit of an ego. He is yeah, a bit yeah. of a, a, a diva in those kind of ways. It would feel like they were trying to run back you know, signing Peyton Manning in the twilight of his career. It's it's effectively, I, for me, if they yeah. did it, it would be the, well, let's work with Peyton and we won a trophy. Let's do it again with, with, with Rodgers and try and win another one. Um, and you can't begrudge that necessarily. You know, if it works, it works. And if they win the Super Bowl, then everyone will be like, well, it was worth it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you trade for a 36-year-old, let's just say, you know, I hope not that he doesn't, but let's just say he gets injured in training camp, then all of a sudden you've, you know, you've completely ruined five years of the franchise potentially yeah. um, I just think there's a lot of risk involved with trading for him and I don't know how you swing it in Green Bay I agree with you that I think for me I think it's more likely he retires than plays for another team yeah. I would agree with that um, but I would be surprised if he wasn't starting week one for Green Bay personally oh I, I don't think there's any chance he's starting week one I mean go on then let's have, let's have 20 right. pounds he's not, there. Start, there you go, there he's you not go. starting week one <laughs> Because training, he's not going to show up at training camp. Training camp's in two weeks. Training camp is in, in yeah. 17 days. Fair so enough. 17 days, he's got to be at training camp. There's no way he starts week one. No way. Although we bet on it, shook hands. He says, <laughs> he says he is. I say Jordan Love is starting week one. Uh, let's talk about some other guys. Now, talking with Jordan Love uh, and Justin Fields, apparently Deshaun Watson has been doing workouts with them. Yeah. Watson, obviously, is in a different pickle. Because not only is he facing, not only did he take on the franchise, he also took on the criminal courts. Now, we don't know what's happening with his criminal charges. There is a chance, though, that the NFL is going to put him on the exempt list, yeah. which means till September. Um, but then that means, again, Deshaun Watson could be a quarterback free and available, uh, you know, come October. Which, again, this is a guy, like, you know, who puts up crazy numbers. Yeah. I mean, the, the question then becomes, which franchise is going to take the risk of... The wrath of the public for you know the criminal court case. Now, probably the the nice and correct thing to say is you'd hope that no one does, but with his talent and the NFL as a business, at the end of the day, Raiders. someone is someone <laughs> yeah. is going to a hundred percent. Raiders or Cowboys. I could absolutely <laughs> see. Um, I could absolutely see the Raiders taking taking a shot at it. Um, and I mean, you know, the, the the talent of Deshaun Watson is unquestioned. There's yeah. no doubt about that whatsoever. And I think. The Texans are in massive trouble, yeah. <laughs> regardless of, uh, of whether he plays or not. Um, I, 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 yeah, it's 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 difficult to really know where where would take that risk. But you know, you make a fair point with Vegas, and then you look around the league and you see, you know, how much longer does Matt Ryan have? Maybe Atlanta suggests it. You know, there's, there's there are yeah. there are spots. You got another for. year with Matt Ryan there, but <clears throat> it's whether he wants to stay. He still Matt Ryan still puts up good numbers, yeah. you know. <clears throat> The other interesting guy is Lamar Jackson. Now they're doing contract renegotiations. He got his mom yep. to do his contract negotiations. Uh, not since uh, Ricky Williams brought in Master P uh, has this happened. The NFLPA has said, uh, not a good idea. What, what are you thinking about getting your mom to negotiate your NFL contract? Uh, it's an interesting It's an interesting tactic. Um, I'm going to say that I think on the one hand, if you, you know... If you have a former MVP like Lamar Jackson and his mother is in the room, you have to be very, very respectful with the offers and things you're making. So I can argue that from Lamar's point of view, you know, you're not going to get any bullshit when you know you send your mother in there because at the end of the day, that that's family. It's not just business. Yeah, but um, your mom's not <clears throat> your mom's not a trained 
contract lawyer though as these guys are this is their business this is mom i get it you know and and his mom was probably one if you gotta go number two baby just go just run just go baby just run to the toilet just go so well it clearly didn't affect his performance in the long run yeah yeah Uh, no i mean i i I would be stunned if as weird as it is and a bit kooky i'd be stunned if there wasn't you know some sort of very simple resolution at the end of the day because lamar is they changed the entire franchise yeah you know you you went from joe flacco Mm-hmm. to Lamar Jackson and those are literally chalk and cheese you know about as big a transition as I've ever seen in the NFL in terms of one guy wins you a Super Bowl another guy hasn't <laughs> yet yet yeah. yet I, 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 I'm not going to sit here and say Lamar will definitely win a Super Bowl but I really like the story arc of him getting drafted on draft night and saying they're going to get a Super Bowl out of me yeah. and then him backing up that promise I would love to see that eventually yeah, no, it's good. I mean, getting mom to negotiate, always a difficult thing. And what you don't want to avoid is, I think, that weird Patrick Mahomes 10-year contract. Yeah. And I now mean, they seem to be renegotiating with him as well. Renegotiating with him. You know, everyone wants that body, Bobby Bonilla payday. Yeah, you know? for real. <laughs> exactly. Pay me every Pay me year for the $1.2 million yeah. a year, starting here for 25 years. Um, now, Larry Fitzgerald, obviously, he's... People don't know. He was, he was on the he match. He was on the match, yeah. yeah he yeah. was on, and he was great. He's yeah. actually oh, he's such really a good, good. commentator. Yeah. What I loved about him, he's, he made the stories personally. He's like, I remember, he's like, I had this person, you're like, tell me more, Larry. Tell me about the beat when you have people over at your house. He'll be on Fox NFL Countdown yeah. or anything like that. He'll he'll be on one of those without any shadow in my mind, you know. Um, I, don't, I like, quite like Tony Gonzalez on those, but I think he'd be better than Tony Gonzalez, you know. Oh, yeah. What I liked about Larry is, I find, particularly when they bring all the, 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 pod, the broadcasters in, all the younger guys seem so... Energetic, they rush the mic. He doesn't. Larry yeah. don't roast the mic. Larry He's waits chilled. for the mic to come to him, and then when he does, he just drops something like you're just like that is that is. Did, did you hear what Larry said? You know, so I, every word is precise and correct. Yeah, I haven't heard him say anything ridiculous, and he doesn't need to go into you know skip and Shannon mode and shout and yeah. scream because he is who he is, and everybody knows his pedigree and what yeah. he's done and the talent he still has, uh, which is probably where we're transitioning to. Uh, you know, I, I I think he's got a future in TV, but yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say it's this year. No, I know, I, but who would be? You know, I guess it's going to be where, where's he going to play? I mean, who's going to who would take a Larry Fitzgerald? Uh, is he going to come back to the Cardinals? I I don't see why you wouldn't come back to the Cardinals. You've think, been you've yeah. been loyal throughout. You can sign a one year deal for a respectable, if not huge, paycheck. Yeah, you Kingsbury is going to use four wide receiver sets a lot of the time. You're never going to be the defense's first worry because of Hopkins, because they've added AJ Green, because of Rondale Moore they've drafted, because of the depth they have in Isabella and various other wide receivers. So for me, if you're Fitzgerald, you're potentially getting covered by a third or fourth choice, yeah. you know, cornerback potentially, or a linebacker in certain sets, and thinking, well, yeah, I can com- I can contribute here, and I I really like the. I really like Yeah, I mean, there were some issues I, I find with Little Murray. And I call him Little this because I do have an issue with him and the two of the guys that are very short. Yeah. You know, if you can't, it's the guys that are barely over the six-foot barrier. And you watch the guy, he throws balls, and you're like, oh, that's going to hit the big man yeah. in the in the chest. Uh, so it's just, for me, the smaller quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, the, another guy is interesting is the big rookie. Everyone rushed to put him on their fantasy team last year. Patriots uh, and Keel Harry. Yeah. Uh, who had a <clears throat> bit of a bust of a year. Obviously, doesn't help when Cam Newton can't throw the ball over three yards. But obviously, now you've got the Patriots who've invested in a double tight end set. He now is like, I'm out of here. Yeah. I mean, who's going to... It's sort of... Is it sort of rash to sort of <laughs> want to be traded after a year? Um, well, so it's just interestingly with Nikhil Harry. He's from Arizona. Yeah. He's an Arizona boy. Um, I 
I don't see that happening for the record. But um, I, I I really like what the Patriots did in terms of bringing in Henry and, and Smith, sadly, because I you know never want them to succeed in any way. Um, I think Nikhil Harry's still got a lot of talent. And I think someone will take a chance on him for sure. sure. What would you have to give up? I mean, you know, second or third round. You do a third round pick for him probably? I, I don't even know now. I think if people have enough stock rosters, you go, let him sit. You know, yeah, I would just let yeah. him sit and go, look, if we get bummed out, yeah. you know, you look at the Broncos situation <laughs> last year, we were like, well, you got no wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it would be good to have. But I don't know. Like, for a guy who's, you know, maybe had 420 yards last year. He's yeah, like, I mean, he's had some injury problems and he's had some, you know, lack of targets, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, you could definitely make the argument that last year, one of the Patriots' biggest problems, if you're a receiver, was Cam Newton. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cam Newton is a problem uh, across the board. Yeah. So I think he's had maybe not a fair shake initially. You you get drafted and you think you're going to play with Tom Brady. You get one of Brady's probably down years and, yeah. you know, one year with him. And then you get Cam Newton, who definitely has a down year. And so, you know, it's been two years of hurt for the Patriots. Yeah. You know, 53 more on the way, please. But, Hooray! You know, um, well, yeah, I, I, I do like Nikhil Harry. And I do think he'll find a home somewhere if yeah. the Patriots decide to, to let him go. But I can very well see them saying, you know, this is how this is not how we run the Patriots. Yeah, F you no. sit down, yeah, sit on the bench, and then we'll tell you when you're playing. They put the no fun in the no fun league. Uh, the <laughs> other one that they do have is Stephon Gilmore, who is probably the best player, best defensive player on on the Patriots. He wants a new contract too, but he he doesn't seem like there's any. He doesn't want to leave the Patriots. He's like pay me and yeah. restructure this. Yeah, I mean Gilmore's obviously got elite talent across the board, and you know you you would think that. You would think that with the way they've built this roster that they are trying to become a defensive team who will play offense when they need to. But it appears, you know, I, 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 I can't see Cam Newton necessarily flicking a switch and becoming Super Cam again. Yeah. I feel like they're going to try and run the ball down your throat and play really good defense. And if you want to do that, you would think Gilmore is definitely part of those plans. So, yeah. you know, it, it, I mean, it's, it's economics, isn't it? At the end of the day, you know, it's, is the contract worth it? They could get significant compensation if they do move him on, but I I would kind of lean to what you started with there, and I I can't really see why they wouldn't make a deal work with him. Yeah, no, and it's a tough division. That AFC East is a very tough division with the Buffalo Bills, obviously looking to uh, keep solidifying. And I and, love and Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo is great. I, I, the one thing I also want to talk about is uh, so as we know, broadcasting the games, a lot of us watch it on Game Pass. Uh, in America, you watch it on DirecTV. DirecTV is, this is the final year of DirecTV. Uh-huh. Uh, you've got Apple TV is now loading up. Amazon yep. and Disney are all lining yep. up for the packages. Yep. Apparently, uh, DirecTV claims they lose they lose, lost $2.5 on the whole deal. Yeah. Um, I mean, for us, obviously, it'd be interesting because, you know, we got to pay the 130 for a Game Pass. But if you got it with your Apple TV, if you got it with Amazon... Yeah, I mean, that is a game changer, potentially. I... I think the frustration for me is that I just, I'd like to be able to watch it through kind of regular cable TV rather than having to rely on the internet stream where you're always a minute behind. Yeah. Which I know is like a very, you know, it's a first world problem and it's maybe a very minor issue in all of this. Um, but I don't love the fact that all sports are moving towards a streaming model where nothing's ever fully live, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, there's a bit um, of delay. Yeah, there's always a bit of delay. Um, but no, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have an Apple TV. Um but if it was, you know, Game Pass thrown in, I would certainly consider that. You know, that would be something that would, for a sports fan, I think that'd be a big selling point. I don't, I don't know that that's something that they're necessarily thinking of in the first here and now. I do have a Disney Plus subscription, so that yeah. would be fun if they were as a, 
if there was an With NFL Disney owns ESPN, ESPN yeah, and Marvel, Marvel yeah. and all that. I mean, in terms of streamers, they're all they're all competing. A lot of them are starting to lose money now because yeah. you know you, there's only so much that yeah. you can get. Disney has done well. Apple TV is dying. Yeah. Amazon is struggling because it's getting good content. But I think from our point of view in the UK, I did, have you watched the Premier League on Apple or Amazon? Yes, it was somewhat frustrating. Um, kind of like I said, you know, you couldn't really trust the quality of it in the same way really? that you can when it's on Sky and the streaming. Um, I guess, you know, that can also depend on everyone's internet and so on and so forth. I thought the coverage was okay, but it was very clear that this was like the first time they'd done it. Hmm. Um, the, the, the level of punditry and the level of production on it, I thought was... It, it, it didn't look like BT Sport and, and, and Sky Sports do in the UK for the Premier League. Um, but, you know, I mean, to be honest, the biggest thing for me that frustrates me really is that I... I, I, I like some of what Sky Sports NFL do, but to be honest, I'd much rather just watch the the American coverage just here. Yeah. I, I don't need you to put British presenters on the NFL for me to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I'm very happy with you know people getting a chance to do that. Um, but equally, you know, on the Sunday night game, you know, I like the fact that we get you know the Sunday night broadcast from NBC in its entirety. Um, you know, when you when they have it live, and you know, I'd like to think that that would be something that they bring into it. I I think the key thing for and it will upset the purists, but I think the key thing for growing the game in the UK is that as long as Red Zone is still accessible for a lot of people, yeah. because I think that is a hugely influential part of getting people into the game when it's all action all the time, um, yeah. which not everybody loves fairly. You know, and certainly those of us that are passionate about a particular team want to watch that team. Um, but I think Red Zone is a key component in continuing to grow the game in, in the rest of the world, really. And yeah. if you could get that thrown in with your Disney+, Plus, your, your Amazons... Um, I think that'll be really good. I'll be interested to see how Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime goes. I, I've watched it before. I, I actually like Amazon's coverage. Yeah, I've okay. seen it. I, I, I watched Amazon's Premier League. I preferred it. Really? Okay. I actually prefer because I've watched NBC's coverage of the yeah, Premier League yeah, when yeah. I go back to Canada. Oh, yeah, no, NBC's is decent. It is better. It is better. You know, they spend a lot. To me, they just spend more on it. You know, BBC, sometimes you'll see coverage and it'll have a, a, a red backdrop and a guy wearing a red shirt. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Um, to that, though, you know, we talk about you've worked in the bars and pubs in yep. London before, and you know how difficult because you know obviously putting on NFL events here, yeah, and obviously the Premier League moving now to a four thirty game. Yeah, it's really really annoying. Because I try to do, we try to do events at pubs, and I've said to them, look, the game start at six. Yeah, we need to, no problem game, no problem. Yeah. Then you get there, and the manager's like, we can't, we gotta wait to this game to finish. I'm yeah. like, no, you don't understand. There's all these people up now, and so you miss forty minutes of a game. Yeah. And, and 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 that you know, I would like to think. That this isn't that was that that decision wasn't the Premier League trying in some way to kind of stop the NFL from taking you know their their viewers. Um, I don't really know why they made that decision because moving from four to four thirty just felt weird to me. Yeah, I think obviously the the pandemic schedule of having every game on TV that that's not going to come back right now. I think it will eventually, um, but. I you know I'd I'd much rather be back at the one thirty four o'clock on a Sunday sure. so that literally at you know four fifty at five fifty five you can switch over to the NFL and, and have the full games on in, in bars in the UK. I mean I, I do you know I do think there is a dearth in the you know appearance of genuine American sports bars in the UK. Yeah. Um, because and then certainly in inner city London it's like you know I I don't want to travel to <coughs> Trafalgar Square on a Sunday night at six p.m. to watch the NFL in a casino honestly no. you know I just it's it's not 
convenient. And there are, you know, there are places around here, you know, we yeah, yeah. bars around here that will show the NFL. Um, and it's difficult, you know, with like the NBA being on at, you know, City o'clock and even MLB. But, you know, there are day games. Yeah. There's, there's NBA day games. There's NFL. There's uh, MLB day games. The hardest thing for me every year to try and find somewhere to watch is March Madness. Yeah. March Madness is electric. And I think there are places that if you committed to it, you know, you could really, really, you know, make serious cash on it. I think most pubs have multiple skyboxes. So it's not like you can't split the pub. And I get it, you know, it's not good business if Tottenham are playing Arsenal at 4.30 on a sure, Sunday yeah. to say, okay, we're going to stop that and put the Jaguars against the Titans on. It's yeah. not good business. But there are certain times where if you've got 100 people coming in to watch the Patriots play Kansas City at 6pm on a Sunday, that's going to make you more money than sure. West Brom against West Ham. Yeah, I mean, I always find too, and you know sort of bar management, when I work and bars contact us and go, we'd like you to put NFL... They don't really care about the NFL. They want to get the customers. They want our NFL fans. Yeah. They want them in. And they don't actually really care about showing the NFL to them. Yeah. <laughs> it's just about getting the numbers in. And I've worked with some bar chains where you're just like, again, they promise this. We yeah. promise the schedule. We advertise it to fans. And as soon as you get, well, we're not doing that. Well, we've already got, you didn't bring enough people anyway. It's like, well, no, yeah. because you don't show the game. So there's a real disconnect and honesty level, I find, yeah. which is why with the sports bars, and it's also it's difficult. Really difficult. It's, it's really very difficult. difficult because they're chains, a lot of these chains, and they've got managers that don't really care. They want to screw over the promoters. Yeah. And also, as you know, with Sunday night, with we know it's coming home. But <laughs> on the Sunday night game, Sunday nights, everything's closed at 10. Yeah. So trying to get the 9 o'clock game in, and yeah. we've had it before where a bar will promise to show the 9 o'clock game. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the bouncer's like, everyone out at 10 o'clock. Yeah. And we're like, he's like, I don't care what you promised. I've got to get home. It's like, are you kicking everyone yeah, out? Yeah, I mean... And that, and that, you know, that's what I'm saying. That I do think that's just, you know, if you did it correctly, you could be full every week. Yeah. Every week. And this is this is what, you know, I've tried in various pubs that I've worked in before, you know. And we have shown, you know, the 6pm game in its entirety in a different room upstairs and so on. And we have shown the NBA in a different room and so on and so forth. But, you know, when a company has a policy of, you know, we close at 10.30 or 11 on a Sunday. Yeah. It's really hard to make, you know, one, like you said, chain or one group or one manager change that to... 12.30 because realistically by the time the night you know yeah. working in for overtime and so on it is past midnight by the time the 9pm games are done and and again that's the other caveat of you know then people have got to get home yeah. and so it's the 6pm games I think are an easy sell I think they're an easy sell but finding a location and a bar that does it well enough to show the 9pm games in the UK is difficult but I just do think it's really not that difficult and if I had someone's ear yeah. who owned a pub very easily and was happy to try these things. Or if I had the X hundreds of thousands to set it up myself and do it, sure. I don't <clears> think <throat> it's difficult to do. And if anybody wants advice, me and Wade will both give it to you. Well, By yeah, all I means, mean, get in touch. We, I've tried numerous times, and again, it's just it's what I have is the honesty of people is that they really I care about the fans. You know exactly. this about so putting events. Yeah. I care about the fans. I care about authenticity. I care about the food, the experience, and be able to watch a game where you're not inter interrupted. And exactly. you, other ones that I've run, we've always tried to put each game in its own TV yeah. so that all fans can mix. Yeah. When you try to pitch that to bar owners here, they're all behind it. Yeah. But they're just thinking about how do I take these customers from him? Yeah. And then when they try to take it over or replicate, and I've had promoters say to me, screw you, we're going to do NFL ourselves. Yeah. And then you're and like, you can't do it, so. they're aver and I saw they were advertising games. Apparently, they got the, they got the schedule from the year before. So they're advertising <laughs> the game, and you're like, they're not playing. Um, but then they're like, it's, it's, it's very difficult. So, you know, for me, obviously, we're trying to put events on. But 
you know, and, and with sports bars, who knows what's going to happen now with people coming back with the whole COVID if it's getting yeah. back to normal. So. I, I, I just, you know, I, I, I've been in so many sports bars in America, across the States, and just the normality of having 15 TVs yeah. all showing something different is just something that doesn't compute here. And I don't know why. We're obviously not... We profess to be a sports-loving country, yeah. but we are nothing in comparison Not to the comparison. US and even Canada, really, yeah. in terms of you know the hockey and everything that goes on there and the CFL, if that yeah. survives. Um, it's coming back. I hope so, yeah. It is back this year. It's in Hamilton. It's whether, yeah, it's whether or not they survive the XFL. But you're right. I mean, my local sports bar in Kitchener, Ontario, Canada, we go to this one, Moose Winooski's. It has 160 TVs. Yeah, see, that is a dream. And, 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 one, an of, and one of the TVs is like a 160-inch TV. Yeah. The, but there's TVs everywhere, and yeah. you sit. And you can just watch. And I can be talking to yeah. you. And we're all watching different TVs. Yeah. But you still, you get everything. And, it, and and that is something that, this is what I'm saying, it's crying out for that. Yeah. In, in inner North London, in inner East London, you know, you could do this in, the problem with Shoreditch and Dalston is the tube's a little bit difficult in that part of it's London. It's also, yeah, a little bit um, but you could do it somewhere in, like in Angel. Yeah. In Angel, there would, that would be very easy for a lot of people. There's, there's a couple of bars in that place that do show sports. King's Cross is a good area, but yeah, King, King's, King's Cross, Cross well. I mean, it's still a bit, it, it's just good because it's central. And yeah. we've tried to find some stuff around that sort of tobacco dot or those, that area by yeah. that whole, to, the, the area just north where yeah, all the yeah, Google yeah. and stuff is. I mean, it gets very heroiny at night, uh, but it's not as bad as Leicester Square where you're getting no, stabby no, 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 down no, no, there. That's no. nasty. But we're just trying to find areas that people can get home. And we're still working. If, if you know a bar or have something centrally located, but we are looking, we're, doing, we're going to be doing some stuff for the international games, obviously. 100%. And some buses and stuff like that. But it is tough. And we just uh, love everyone to keep coming out. Just want to have fun with the game, really. Girls just want to have fun. <laughs> Callum. Anyway, Indeed. that's it. That's it for this podcast. Callum Squires, thanks for joining us today, everyone. Uh, we'll be hopefully have him back on the podcast. Uh, you can support him. Uh, we'll put his social media tags. Thanks, everyone. Enjoy. And it is coming home. By the time you hear it, it already has.